In somewhat uncharacteristic fashion, the Rambam begins his discussion of the laws of Hanukkah by giving some historical background. He says the following in Perak Gimel, Halach Aleph, Bivayit Sheni, Kishamalchu Yavan, Gazru Gzerot al Yisrael, Uvitlu Datam, Velohinichu Otam, Lasok, Batora, Uva Mitzvot. So during the second temple, when the Greeks ruled, they promulgated decrees on the Jewish people and tried to cancel their religion, and they didn't allow them to be involved in Torah and mitzvot. Upashtu yadam bimimonam uviv notehem v'nichnesu lehechal upartsu vo pratsot v'timu hateharot. They extended their hand into the financial affairs, into the marriages of the Jewish people, and they entered the sanctuary, and they broke down barriers, and they changed the status of the objects in the sanctuary. And this caused great pain to the Jewish people because of them. And they created great pressure. Until the God of our forefathers had mercy upon them and saved them from their hand. And the sons of the Chashmonaim, the great Kohanim, overpowered Vaharagum and killed them Vahoshiu Yisrami Adam and saved the Jewish people from their hands. Vehemidu Melach Minhakoanim and they set up a king from the priests, from the Kohanim, Vechazra Machutli Yisrael, and they returned the kingship, sovereignty to the Jewish people, Yeter Amataim Shana. For an additional 200 years, Ad Hechurban Hasheni, until the destruction of the second temple, the second destruction. So I find this last line in the Rambam particularly perplexing. Why does he end his description of the Hanukkah victory in such an anticlimactic fashion? He could have simply concluded that the Hashmonaim saved the Jewish people from the Assyrian Greeks. Why does he mention the sovereignty being returned to Israel? that it was limited to only a few hundred years, and that it was followed by the destruction of the second town. In this final line, the Rambam may be drawing our attention to something important to understand the celebration of Hanukkah. Rav Soloveitchik points out that if the United States were to fall, we would no longer celebrate the 4th of July. The effects of that date, of those events, would no longer feel as relevant if they were no longer intact, extant. Indeed, there are a number of holidays listed in Megillat Ta'anit, which you can uh, see a discussion in Mesechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud Chet, and Yud Tet. And these holidays listed were nullified after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, after the destruction of the Temple. But Hanukkah and Purim remain extant and observed to this day. So there must be something timeless and universal in these days that necessitated their perpetuation, even in our modern context, absent the temple. Perhaps the Rambam is drawing our attention to the fact that while the military victory was worth, worthy of celebration, its effects were not everlasting, but there are other elements to the Hanukkah story which are timeless. Rav Hirsch, in his collected writings, 
in an essay titled Hellenism and Judaism, discusses the timeless message of Hanukkah. And he says, quote, The festivities of these days reflect the values they seek to perpetuate. Rejoicing and banquets on Purim signify the miraculous chain of events which save the people from physical destruction. The silent beam of friendly lights relates the victory of light over darkness and tell of the pure menorah's rescue from the clutches of Greek corruption. Hanukkah recounts the rededication of the sanctuary, which had been despoiled by the Greeks. The celebration of the eight-day feast of light recalls the victorious survival of the sanctuary, not the courage of the Maccabees. It does not commemorate the liberation of the Jewish homeland from the grip of enemy hands. It hails the never-ending power of the Jewish light and of the Jewish sanctuary. Rav Hirsch notably de-emphasizes the military victory. We have had many military victories in our more than 3,000-year history as a people. They do not warrant a timeless holiday. It is the spiritual component of the Hanukkah victory that has relevance throughout the ages. The Rambam mentions the military victory and does give credit to the Hashmonaim, but he qualifies the political and military success of the Hashmonaim and notes that it didn't last. He first mentions Hashem, Ad Sharichim Alehem Elohe Avotenu Vehoshiem Miadam. He first mentions that the God of our forefathers saved them from uh, the hand of the Greeks. And then he continues and says, and talks about the military and political victory of the Hashmonaim. Hashem's involvement is central and contextualizes the political and military successes. This is similar to a message recorded in the fourth chapter of Zechariah. He's shown a vision and is asked, what do you see? And he says, He sees this golden menorah. And the next pasuk says, He sees the golden menorah flanked by two olive trees or olive branches. And he asks the malach, what, what it means. And the Malach is surprised. He says, Halo yadata? Mahema ela? You don't understand what these are? Va'omar? And he says, Lo Adoni, I don't understand. Vayan vayomer elai lemor. And so the Malach then answers and explains to him, Zedvar Adonai, El Zerubavel lemor. This is the word of God to Zerubavel saying, and there's the famous uh, phrasing here. Not through valor, not through, and not through strength, but only by my spirit, says Hashem, uh, Lord of hosts. It's notable, of course, that this menorah, flanked by two olive branches, is the emblem of the current state of Israel. Zechariah has shown a vision of the future, but he finds it incomprehensible. He is prompted by the Malach Hashem to view this vision in a different context. It's not a result of only human courage and strength, but it is orchestrated by the Spirit of the Almighty. The Rav discusses this vision and draws our attention to it in an essay called The Everlasting Hanukkah 
in uh, published in the Days of Deliverance. And I'll share the following quote. What does the prophecy mean? In the Second Temple period, the Jews will develop a new sort of bravery, of self-worth, a new feeling of pride and importance that will not express itself in the political military domain, the realm of the profane, as much as in the religio-spiritual domain, the realm of the sacred. They will develop so strong a belief and stubbornness that through this bravery, they will become an eternal people. This type of bravery is far more important than the politico-military victories. If this bravery exists, political freedom will develop as a consequence. This bravery can vanquish the greatest hardships. Zacharias Menorah is the Jewish eternal light, the everlasting Hanukkah that we celebrate.